0: Today we're going to be talking about this weird guy we just discovered. His name is Wesley Willis. What the hell's wrong with him?
1: Yeah. He also goes by the name Hot Dead. Good evening. Do you see yourself as the ironic Wesley Willis? (laughs) I didn't even
0: make that connection. I just randomly had that Uh, idea. Oh my God. uh...
2: I can't work with this. Uh, No, I don't... I'm, well, I I call myself an emotional comedy artist.
1: I think that's fair, actually. That's a pretty good description of what you do.
2: Thank you. (laughs) I I do my best to come up with titles of things, ways to describe things.
1: Yeah, I know very recently, like a lot of people across the nation, you've caught Acapinti Fever, and you've done a couple songs that are, you know, sort of tangentially and directly inspired by him. So I'm just glad that the movement is spreading here, you know?
2: Yeah. Yeah, he's a big deal for a lot of us. The Acapiti heads. Yes. Follow him to every show. He'll take
0: over your brain. <laughs> you
2: know, I just, I don't know what he wants, you know? Pussy. But he's getting it, whatever it is he's, he's Pussy. getting. <laughs> Pussy,
3: yes. uh, so The one thing that he wants he's, he's not getting, though, which is uh, recognition from the CEOs of uh, brands who he sends uh, jingles to. <laughs> Right, famously, uh, famously, no response. He's very bitter about that.
2: Especially charities, how dare they? Yeah, charities well, are I guess very the selfish. Is, is that a short-term goal or is that a long-term goal? You know, that's what I don't know about him. There's
0: no such thing as a long-term goal at that age. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that's a good point.
2: Do you think his keyboard will outlive him? Yes, definitely. Like, can it die?
1: Uh, someone like Tom is going to buy did. it. Like the way that Tom bought that one guy's um, Annie Pal teddy bear when he died. Oh, God. Someone's going to do that to him with his keyboard.
2: It's cursed. <laughs> it's just ghosts in it that <laughs> generate the sounds.
1: That would make some sense, actually.
2: He could. I wonder if it, uh, if you can do, like, what, circuit bending with it, and he could have, like, a knob that allows more of the spirits to come out. <laughs>
3: I think he should implant himself in the keyboard, you know? Like, w- when he dies, he should, he should inscribe himself on the, <laughs> on the voice chip. So no matter That's actually no matter what you play, you just get that, like, just awful, slightly out of tune, blaring vocal coming in at random times. Like.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it would rock if he had, like, faux coder samples saved on it. Or that thing where you can uh, record yourself making a noise... And then play it on the key that comes with some keyboards. If you just had his voice trapped inside of it, and you <laughs> yeah. can play it as an instrument after well, his death, just, I be think on the episode
1: cool. with Will, we were um, theorizing that he's trying to kill off each of the couriers. Maybe he's trying to put their souls in his keyboard.
2: <laughs>
3: Absolutely. <laughs>
2: that courier song is really, really stunning.
3: This, Which one? The Statue of Liberty song. Well, well, the which are,
2: there was the one that everybody was obviously raving about on that episode, and and it just it hit so hard, and it was just like, you know, I mean, his magnum opus.
1: Yeah. Oh, like Acapintes uh, one you're saying? Yeah, 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 uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. Yeah, that was so soulful, dude. It was so fantastic.
2: You know, there's there's something I want to say about him though that that we've you've you've already talked about obviously the fact that like you're never prepared when the vocals come in. But the other aspect of it is that he always misses the one. Oh, like, yeah. It's like this is, it's a massive weight. It's such yeah. a weight to get it going. He's, inca- that he always, he's incapable he's,
3: of hitting the one. Right.
2: And I, I really appreciate that.
1: The thing that I, I, I copied this in uh, This American Country, but the best thing is how the static from his microphone comes in about two bars before the vocal enters. <laughs> yeah. But like two <laughs> bars after the song begins. And that like ramps you up. It's like, it's like one level of like, anticipation before the drop you know
2: right that's like the sample from like the movie
1: that plays right um, before
2: the bass drop that's right
1: but i think you made a good decision on your let's build the flag song to not do his vocals on that one (laughs) yeah because that song's so catchy dude you would (laughs) have just like stepped on it
0: Yeah, yeah if you have those harmonies you sort of lose the melody it blurs everything.
3: Yeah, you don't want to go full avant garde. Like Acapinti Aca is uh, operating on a musical level that would drive most people mad, you know, if they if they attempted it.
2: I did on the the second track, which was directly Acapinti inspired with the vocals, which I just I generated that using um, it was the Isotope Nectar, which just allows um, you to create just vocal harmonies. I mean, you just, you place them and it has this like visual grid where you can place them in the pan and then you can just specify the intervals. Uh, Okay.
1: Yeah. Um, I checked that out earlier and it sounded like there was a lot going on like in stereo with the harmonies and they were kind of like odd, but uh, you still had like the decency to the listeners to make it sound like a normal song rather than like panning everything hard left or something.
2: (laughs) I don't see. See, so that's part of my problem is that I'm, I'm operating in that realm like, when I'm saying emotional comedy, like, like I, I started off doing stuff that was really stupid and then it, like, I had made a serious album initially and then I started, like, adding those components to the stupid songs and then it just, like, becomes this, like, internal, you know, quandary of, like, how far to go with whatever the layer is. Like, should the bridge just be the emotional part and everything else should be stupid? And then, like, how far do I go with, like, the self-sabotage of the non-stop three-part harmonies you know <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah i think that's what's actually great about the internet for making music is that you're allowed to just try all those things and people will be pretty forgiving you know what i mean
2: yeah yeah we're
1: like if you were releasing one album every two years and you put some of this bizarre shit on there people would be like what the fuck is this but like yeah. in the in the medium of like youtube and just the internet in general it's like if someone's not into one song it doesn't really matter that much
2: Well, but then also, as long as you're, like, releasing them, like, a track a month or whatever, like, it's not, it's not the same level of weight, I guess, as, like, a whole album with this deep concept. I know, people always, they always assume that once you do something, like, oh, this is your new path. And I don't know what that means. Like, just because you've done something doesn't mean, like, maybe this is more of a thing that you experience on YouTube, but, like, you do one thing and they say, oh... You know, Hot Dad political songs is back. Hmm. And it's like, well, maybe I want to do maybe I wanted to do a political song, but I don't want to do you know forty now. That's a
1: good point. I think that comes from a cultural thing long before the internet, though, because that feels like Beatles inspired. Of like, oh wow, they're evolving every album or whatever, as if it's somehow like a right. linear thing.
3: Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I think kind of like almost like Radiohead, Kid A, Amnesiac was the last like mass culture or like for for that kind of like music, mass culture, uh, sort of example of that, you know, of just, yeah, just like, yeah,
0: everyone does that now.
3: Yeah. It's, it's, it's ingrained. And I guess like you were saying with YouTube, I guess the process is just totally accelerated. So yeah, <laughs> instead of it happening every three years, it's happening every other week.
1: <laughs> but it's funny for people to assume it's some kind of like linear progression though, because yeah. even like using the Beatles as an example, it's like, let It Be was almost like a step back oh, six albums, you
0: know.
3: For sure, like yeah. it
1: wasn't really like a path they were heading somewhere with. But, but it was the like
0: only time it you could was re- a throwback to like four years prior. Yeah, yeah. it was at such an a accelerated less
3: complicated time form of children's music. Like,
2: <laughs> but it's like when an album is done, right? You've already you've already done the work, so it's like the finished product isn't necessarily the state of mind that produced the album, right?
3: I mean, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. And then you, you get, I mean, if you're performing this stuff live too, you, you might be presenting it in a completely different way. You might've figured something else out, written new songs, figured out a better way to sing, you know, like it's a constant, yeah, on a, constantly evolving process.
1: On like a conventional album cycle, by the time it's out, it's so old to you already that you're like divorced from it, you know?
3: Yeah. Yeah. You have to find things about it to sort of imbue it with some, some kind of uh, Excitement, you know,
1: that's why I think it's been it's been fun doing the stuff like uh, this American country where we literally just write it on the spot and release it on the spot. And it's like, that's that, you know, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, that's very, uh, it's very like brill building old school.
0: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah, it's fun to produce songs on
2: a short time scale like that. I mean, I guess it depends on like how many hats you're wearing because Like that was, that was how I started was, um, I, my first project was a thing where I was just like remaking TV themes. Like I didn't, I had sort of a small YouTube following and I was just like doing a TV theme every day, five days a week. Um, because I had this idea, like I want to be a composer, therefore I need to write a song a day. And it's just like, once you're mixing and once you're handling, handling all of that, it's just like, you know. Like, sleeping on it. Like, there's so many things, mistakes that I made. I, I, I'll i put, you know, air quotes around mistakes. But yeah. just, like, if I just slept on it, like, I wouldn't have left the vocals that loud. Yeah, totally. So I get... I'm I'm kind of resistant to, like, single-day things now. But I think that's just because, like, I'm mixing, like, all of my
3: own work. Yeah.
0: You have yeah, to take totally. a tolerance break from mixing right. stuff.
3: Yeah, you get your fatigue. Because after a oh.
0: while, like, you're... Um, right your perception of it becomes off. It like degrades over time and you have to come back to it later. And then it's like, oh, that sounds way better than I thought it was. Mm -hmm. I think the day uh, of release thing
1: only works for something insanely stupid, like the Yoda song or this American country. No one should make a good song in one day.
2: (laughs) Well, I think, I think uh, this American country was more obviously in a vein than more more occupenty than like what i made was just because you were willing to embrace that like <laughs> that's the that's the key
1: yeah totally yeah like like i was saying earlier i think that on even your one that's more inspired by him you kind of kept it as a normal song like the synth still sound like your right. synths you <laughs> know
2: like yeah i just i didn't add any i didn't do any guitars i just i was like i can't go too far with this yeah you know it's just all got to be keyboard sounds
1: Dude, I do think your keyboards always sound really good. Like, is there, what's what kind of stuff do you d- use?
2: Um, I'm not, well, so, so I was talking to you earlier about, like, I, my, my primary instrument is, I guess, probably always going to be drum set. Not that I'm, like, I'm out of shape on drums at the moment, just because I don't, like, record live drums anymore, and I don't really, like my partner has been home ever since the pandemic stopped and or started. (laughs) That's the exact opposite word. (laughs) Uh, uh, But yeah, so it's just like the basement isn't that well insulated and it's just like really, really loud when I play drums down there. Um, But so I, I guess I've always been like my compositions are more just about how can I keep myself moving more so than like sound design. So like most of it is, you know, I use a lot of soft synths. I use a lot of, I mean, it's like the Yuhi Diva and Repro, and there's like the Tal, Tal Juno, which is based on the Juno 60, and then like there's like the silent one, and I have, what's that? There's the one that everybody uses in dubstep.
3: Uh, re, Reface or Re something. Uh, I I know the one.
2: Why am I not? Razor. I'm looking for it in this list here. I don't, it's just, it's a wavetable synth. It's the one that everybody uses. I have that, but, like, I rarely ever use it, and I don't, you know, I have, like, a bunch of these, there were a couple times I downloaded, or uh, I bought these packs just from, like, these random audio producers of, like, VHS synths. It was just, like, a bunch of these shitty synth sounds that were run through, like, you know, uh, literally just run through v- a VHS tape. Oh, cool. Like, the samples. Yeah. And I've used, like, a lot of those, and I don't know, I am I feel like I've gotten more into the, the mixing end of it, like, how to make the synths pop out and actually sit in the mix. Like, I'm more into that aspect of it than I am the, like, the actual sound design. For sure. So it's, I don't know, it, it uh, you know, the first stuff that I heard in synth pop that, like, really impressed me was just, like, more or less these basic like saw wave patches that just, they have like this really visceral um, effect on me. You know, like I the first times I heard them and they were just like really thick and and obviously chorusy and wide. And I don't know, like like that's what really tickles my ear. And I mean, there's like the insane sounds, there's like the insane sounds that are like evolving and stuff and I think those are cool. Um, I just would rather let, you know, like uh, people who design presets like create that stuff. And I, you know, get the presets.
3: I'm I'm kind of with you. Like I really enjoy. Ever since I started working with synths, I really enjoy just the the raw waves and like a lot of the first couple of Handsome Furs records. It's all like Korg Electreb, EMX, like the not the sampling version, but the the quote unquote like synth version of it. And a yeah. lot of those they're they're analog synth sounds you know like the dual oscillator synth sound they sound great if you don't do any filtering to them they just sound yeah buzzy and kind of fucked up and like out of sync with each other and that's i, I really gravitate towards that stuff so sometimes if i'm making say i'm working on operator stuff and i'm using mostly soft synths and going through presets i'm just like uh, i don't want anything to sound too good or have too much going on you know, too yeah. much character. I mean, I like I like to
2: smash everything with like tape warble and stuff. Like I, I think yeah, that, that yeah. really helps.
3: What's that? The R the RE20 or the RC20 plugin?
2: RC20 retro so color, so
3: good. <laughs> I love it. Well, I'm using
2: I I have that, but I'm using a, I primarily use this emulator because uh, I'm using a lot of Universal Audio stuff. Okay. So I'm usually using this ATR the Ampex ATR102 tape console. Huh. Which is really, it's a really esoteric thing, like, what you can do with it. But, you know, it's its kind of incredible, like, thinking about those plugins. Um, like, I think it's easy to take these things for granted, but, like, a lot of the analog modeling, like, the fact that these machines had to be, like, calibrated, yeah. and you had to have, like, a whole technician come in to even, you know, adjust the bias so that you could p- turn this knob at all. And now it's just like all it's all there and the bias is automatic and, and just like you can just instantly turn up the wow and flutter and just get weird things happening.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It's really it's not,
0: sorry, it's really I'm just ridiculous.
2: googling all this stuff. <laughs> 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 they want you to pay a hundred dollars for this? Yeah. Well, the RC Retro color, that's on Splice. You can like you can you can do like it's like five ninety nine a month or yeah, something. Yeah, you basically see-
3: license it and it gives you I mean, it's not it's not as great as some of the more expensive plugins I've, I've seen people use, but it it kind of gets the job done. Like you can smash a whole drum a whole drum bus through it, and it just adds character. I usually I yeah. I, I use that thing, or I use uh, the Fairfield Circuitry Shallow Water guitar pedal, which is just mono, but like it has the same effect. It's like a, a slewed sample and hold on pitch, kind of. Nice. It's really, yeah. Yeah. It just gives it some movement, some chaos.
1: Yeah. This I gets mean, that's it one of my theories that the best thing for almost any mix is just slight detune in some way. Yeah. Whether it's like a yeah. detune delay or like a chorus effect of some kind or like, you know, whatever, like that even tied type of stuff. Detune just makes everything cooler.
3: Yeah. Agree. Oh, I love it.
2: The only physical keyboard that I own is a Yamaha PSS 470. Which is like the circuit bending keyboard, which it's not circuit bent. It and it's based off of like this, uh, sound blaster, like late or like mid '90s sound card. Like the samples on it are apparently right, but it it has like a little ADSR curve on it. And does it have a? I don't know. It sounds. Does it have a Sounds kind of bad, but
3: good. Is that? The, is no, it does. It's not the one it. with the uh, like built-in coiled like CB microphone. No. This was
2: just the, this was known as the circuit bending keyboard because it was really, really easy to, to, uh, I guess do whatever the circuit bending, uh, jargon terms would be, uh, <laughs> but it has like, I mean, it has like a drum pad, like you can get a drum loop started on it and it has like a bass accompaniment setting and like, it has like some really basic settings, but I don't know. It's like, you can layer the pads. Like I don't use it that often, but if you well, if you put a bunch of detune on it and <laughs> that's all you need. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now we're talking. I'm
3: actually looking that synth up and that was, that was one of the, one of the three keyboards Spencer used on uh, the first Wolf Parade record. Oh, nice. <laughs> so it was like that, uh, uh, a CSO one Yamaha CSO one like a very small analog uh, synth that kind of looks like a toy. And then uh, the Jupiter 4, and and that that Yamaha keyboard was like the bane of the producer and engineer's existence because a lot <laughs> of the songs revolved around like say he loves saxophone patch like as bass, and uh, yeah people people were not happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> I think it sounds great though. <laughs>
1: You know, when it's right before we started recording, I was like, Oh, let's do the fun part first and then we'll do all this boring nerd shit. But instead we did the exact opposite.
3: Front loading it with nerd shit. Yeah, this we gotta make disaster. the people
1: work for it to get to the good stuff. <laughs> yeah,
3: totally.
2: <laughs> Gear chat. Oh my god. Oh my god, yeah. I detune. It. I love it. Detune. We need detune. What can we detune the podcast? What can we detune can we the we podcast? podcast?
0: Are you familiar with um uh do 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 da 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 by the Police. Yeah, yeah. that's got some great detuning in it, where they have the chorus and the guitar tuned up so much
2: that it's um, the song is warping. It's really weird. What's the, he wasn't using a chorus pedal though, right? Andy Summers was not. I, I was just looking it up recently because I was like, I sort think of the humidity the in the
0: room was just changing really rapidly. Just fucking up the guitar. <laughs> that's a really funny idea. <laughs> like, Just make it a cool. sauna
1: while the song's being recorded.
3: I'm going to build the- a $50,000 boutique pedal that's a sauna that's installed at your studio. <laughs> and then you go in there and record. But I'm going to market it as a pedal.
1: Yeah, this is like some like late early 70s kind of like rock album ideas where it's like we're gonna have we're gonna be lowered into a volcano while we track the song. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna get hotter and hotter.
2: It's gonna sound so good. There was the the Tool album uh where Danny Carey recorded his drums in a room full of helium. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> I'm not I'm not kidding yeah, I'm not kidding about this. Yeah, they they filled the room with helium because it changed the acoustic properties. Oh my over.
1: fucking god. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Why I, didn't they have him Joker. sing?
2: <laughs> yeah. They should have. My <laughs> joke from that was that, or I mean, when I heard about that, my joke was that they should have done like the, in Poltergeist, you know, where they go into the other dimension, like through the door and they should have like put his drum set on a cart and they should have like, you know, recorded it in that other dimension and then, you know, wheel them back out, <laughs> you know, pull them back out with a the rope.
0: They should have had him play underwater. Yeah. Upside down, like Tommy Lee on his thing that gets God, stuck 75% so of the time.
2: Would he have like scuba gear or would it just be like the end of the band?
0: No, he would die very quickly.
3: (laughs) But that drum take would be fucking incredible. Just ripping.
1: (laughs) I think, uh, speaking of just ripping though, we should get Uh to the, the fun part here. Yeah. We've got the, uh, beach fest DVD pulled up. And what can you tell us about beach fest?
0: Um, so, oh yeah, this is funny already <laughs> Just the, <laughs> It's frozen <laughs> on the first second And I'm laughing already
1: <laughs> uh,
2: So I'll try to abbreviate the story as much as possible but, but in, so I grew up in the thumb of Michigan If you, I don't know how like unknown that term is uh, If you look at the, if you look at your hand And imagine that the thumb, you know That's the lower peninsula of Mich- Michigan The whole hand, you know so I was in the thumb. Does that make any sense if I say that?
3: That makes sense. Yeah.
2: Okay. Okay. So I'm in the thumb of Michigan, and there was like, there's like this town uh, called Caseville, which has this annual. Uh, it's a cheeseburger festival, cheeseburger and paradise festival, mm. and like it fills up with like a hundred thousand people, and they all come to do like uh, Jimmy Buffett, you know, related things, ostensibly. Unlicensed. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> what if he but, catches wind of it? You're supposed to pay oh, him his due. He's gonna shut it all down. Um but anyway, so so this was a this was this event was not related to that, but that's what Caseville is most known for. So they these like incompetent uh booking guys and sound men decided to put on this show that was called Beach Fest that was supposed to be like an all day festival of like 70 bands. And it was, you know it was a summer day. It was on the beach. It was supposed to have like, I think it was three, three stages that were constantly rotating, you know, while one band played, there'd be, you know, bands setting up on the other two right behind them. And the whole point was that it would be, um, professionally recorded. That was what they said. And it would be professionally filmed. (laughs) And that every band would get, uh, Basically, the goal was to get them to sell to get all the bands to sell copies so that they could recoup their money for putting out the project. And so anyway, the whole day like went poorly, like it started rain, like the 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 show started and then it started downpouring for like an hour and a half. And which like offset, like, you know, like 40 bands or something, you know, because <laughs> they were they had such short sets. But uh, by the end of it, it was like there were multiple bands that just like refused to stop playing and nobody did anything about it. (laughs) And so they like ate up all the all the time. And like the local headliners, like multiple of them just didn't get to play or because like the beach had to be everybody had to be off the beach by 10 p.m. Like as the city ordinance.
3: Yeah.
2: (laughs) And so, yeah, by the end of it, nobody was getting to play at the end. Like the the headliners got to play like one song or none. And it was just like, so, so anyway, that, that all came and went. And like we, my band played there at the time. And it was just like this thing that we laughed off. And, and then after it ended, they tried to get, uh, the bands to pre-sell copies of the DVD. And they were posting about it as MySpace bulletins. You know, I, I'm old enough to remember those, you know, Yeah. uh, but they were posting about it. You know, we got to pre-sell these. Every band's going to get 10 free copies. It's going to be a great tool for booking shows. You got to check this out. And it's like the, the bulletins got more and more desperate. Like as the date got (laughs) closer and closer (laughs) And they literally, like the day before it came out, they said, actually, uh, bands will not be receiving any free copies because we only pre-sold, it was literally like five, it was, <laughs> it was like, it was, it was seriously a single digit number that, that were pre-sold. And so that was it. And then uh, one of my bandmates ended up uh, hanging out with the daughter of one of the promoter or, or one of the sound guys. And she had a copy of it and he brought it to me and I ripped it and I finally got to see it. And literally, I mean, you'll, you'll be able to hear it, but like the camera, or I mean the, the audio and video from our camcorder was like superior to this professional setup. (laughs) (laughs) And, and that was just like, we just had a camera, just like a cheap video mic mounted on the camera. But that's, that's the story.
3: Amazing. Amateur
2: DVDs.
0: Well, amateur slash professional, like people who do wedding videos or, um, concert videos or funeral videos, but they don't really have a good grasp on it, and they're using outdated software and, like, outdated equipment, and it's just really poorly edited. That's my shit.
2: Oh, yeah. This is your shit, then.
1: I love it. Yeah, I think you're gonna, you're gonna be way into this.
2: But part... Part of the magic of this is that the vocals are all just, like, mixed way too loud, and a lot of the bands are, like, you know, like, metalcore. Right. Like, like, it's, like, this stuff that the vocals should not be this in the forefront. and they're also, like,
1: 15 years old and not very good either. You have to EQ out a lot of mud.
0: It's a very swampy mix situation.
1: So, the whole thing, of course, is, like, an hour and a half, but I think we should go on a journey of Hot Dad's top picks
2: here. Yes. Okay.
1: If you want to kind of guide us to some some of the most stellar performances and give us a little background,
2: okay. So, well, so the first one I'm I'm just looking through my timestamps that I have here. There was a local like uh, it was like this emo pop punk band, and this one in particular is really funny because, as I said, they were supposed. This was supposed to be like a promo material, you know and this was the take like you'll see what this take is and this is the take that they used on the dvd and they didn't bother to like film anything else and this is what this is what they got you know like that was it so let's see what we got here this is not that band i just i just had to get the the slider working okay so this is the guy this is the guy who was this is
3: this is what, the band before what him. Is this this is beautiful <laughs>
2: <laughs> He's just shredding to a backing track Yeah, I think he was covering like a You know, a Steve Vai song Or Joe Satriani song or something Okay, so this is the one I was talking about This is the band Allison's Hope And like I said, this is their one performance they got here
1: These guys gotta be 14 or 15, right?
4: Yeah, my guitars will stick.
2: I think they were like
1: 18 Oh probably. really? Okay I said the yeah. guy from Counting Crows yeah, it's Adam Duritz.
2: He was there that day. <laughs> so, I mean, it sounds like there's maybe a little dissonance going on.
3: Maybe maybe some tuning issues.
2: <laughs> Great snare.
3: Oh my
0: god.
2: This is when the like body-flinging thing looks like yeah. at his
0: feet. <laughs> These are odd-looking guys. They look like farm boys. You gotta let me go. What time is that you got to
1: No. You gotta let me go. What time is that you got to No. I like the big kick he just did.
3: He's yeah. got a really weird kick style. It's like the leg goes out all the way straight and then comes down all the way straight without bending very much, it seems. Uh...
0: Bands like yeah. this put so much effort into de- noodling <laughs> and so little into chord progressions. <laughs> it's true. It's just these elaborate things around two chords.
2: Look, he's goofing now. He's throwing shapes. He's <laughs>
1: oh boy So out of tune It's like the Van Halen video we've watched on here before R.I.P He's yeah. singing about it now <laughs>
3: This guy is extreme teenage drummer energy Incredible Waylon it's not done. We're going
1: to stop halfway through the song. We're going to stop halfway through the song. something's gone wrong. What, is, what are you doing? I don't know what happened to th- this
0: guitar. You no, see.
1: Don't Listen, don't you don't see. Listen, just You have, don't don't see. You have to tune it. That's it. <laughs> Why was That's that in <laughs> the DVD? Why would they... That was it? So
0: they I mean, fucked he, up and had to stop money. through the song?
2: <laughs> <laughs> <For> that video. <laughs> I mean, they should have pre-sold as many of those as possible.
0: Making your grandma buy one? Um. Okay,
2: so it's like you play said, half
1: a song and then go out of tune <laughs> and yell at each other.
2: Well, he, he literally sang my guitar's out of tune, don't want to look stupid. That was what he sang, <laughs> and then he stopped. And then they just cut and then they just started yelling at each other. Okay. So Beautiful. that was that one. Okay, so so this was um this band isn't necessarily this band is just like absolutely insipid and Like, that's why, so the reason why I want to show them is because they're the ones who went over. They were, like, dominating, like, the local, like, rock stations uh, at this time. And uh, uh, it's just, like, the most insipid, um, I guess it's new metal, sort of. uh, It's, like, I guess hard rock. I, I don't know how I would classify this, but anymore, like, at the time, I probably knew Oh wait, no, no. This is nail point payment. Did I, did I, did I mess them? Okay, so this is a Christian metal band. This is a Christian metal band. This one, oh, this one Lord.
0: rocks. Oh. Lots of goatees.
2: It, I hope you can see his shirt because I wish I could get the shirt. Yo, there's a couple frames.
4: Oh
0: come mind. on. Oh Scott Stapp, yeah. yeah. this guy so worships Scott
4: Stapp. <laughs> God, that guitar tone.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Lyrics are pretty on the nose, even for uh, Christian... You went to the church. Usually the Christian metal metal bands are trying to um, downplay the Christian thing that's sort of reel in the non-believers, you know?
1: If you told this guy about the cliche of making it sound like it's about a girl, but it's actually about Jesus, it'll blow his mind.
3: (laughs) Yeah, totally.
1: To
4: him, and he warmed his skin as he said to him, Hold your down high. Oh boy. Don't let the wind blow it out. <laughs> Hold your head up high. Don't let this world bring you down. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> So he's walking
2: up. Okay, so I'll pause it for a second and mention. Okay, you probably there's only like two frames that the video is high enough res or high enough res to see a shirt, but it says, uh, Forget the kids or forget the trees,
3: save the kids is what his sh- t shirt says.
2: Oh
1: man, that's awesome.
2: Proto, uh,
3: proto QAnon happening here. Yeah, yes. no
0: wonder that caught on with this kind of people.
3: Save the children.
1: Also, does their, does their drummer have like a custom kick drum head for their band? Ah, uh, yeah, nail
2: point payment. There it is, NPP. Goddamn. What does that mean? Ah, Christ, Christ did a nail point payment. I think. What? Oh, uh, he purchased our sins. <laughs> yeah, With I nails. But, so anyway, strangely, this band ended up like they were actually on like a legit record label. This is this is I think the only band from the only or from the entire festival that like actually was somehow on it. Like they, they were produced by like uh, Fear Factory's producer or something like it was like this really. I don't know. I look because I looked them up after the fact and like they actually had albums out on a label. Which is very bizarre That's insane Yeah,
1: yeah, I would not have expected that Maybe they did deserve that custom kick uh, drum after all
2: Okay, so this was the band that went too long That just (laughs) fucked up the whole festival Love it I really fucking hate his drum set Like, it's just garbage (laughs) There's no high end Except for the buzzing on the video (laughs) yeah. <laughs> Isn't that vibe. Very damp and dry. You're not going to be able to get this chorus out of your head.
4: never, never to return before. Fall away, fall away.
2: Yeah, the triple thing.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Okay, so we heard that. <laughs> um, oh, what was that at the end there? Oh, you want to well, hear that? It was a bit noise. of a breakdown. <laughs> yeah, maybe
1: keep <laughs> yeah,
0: it going.
2: Yeah, the
1: cool.
3: It's the uh, intro to Sanitarium part.
4: Yeah.
3: <laughs> Fucking awesome. It's got a little uh, sort of Arabic tonality to it, is almost. Everybody else hot. This is crazy.
1: That guy's jeans are on their way into the 21st century. They're not quite Jinkos, but they're not like normal (laughs) jeans. Yeah,
3: they're in the process of becoming. (laughs) They look
2: like they have technology in them.
1: (laughs) (laughs) This song is an odyssey. I mean, this This is is like
0: every band. Every band except for that Christian one has the weirdest song structures very I mean, conventional music shit. and weird song structures
1: Fall away. i feel like for this band maybe it's intentional but i think for some of those other ones it's probably not the structure stuff
2: Ooh. That I, that triple thing The fact that they do it over and over again Like when you do those like <laughs> do, 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 yeah. do, do, do. But like you don't have to do it after Every single repeat of the chorus
1: Yeah the first For time the, it's like oh that's interesting Then it's like oh cool alright I saw that coming uh, The drummer okay. figured
0: it out yes. And the rest of the band thought it was cool So it was like I'm gonna do this every five seconds Forever <laughs>
2: <laughs> Well it's kind of like there's uh, There's a phenomenon that I've noticed In like drummers in like uh, Like prog or or like prog metal or anything with like complex fills where like if the drummer isn't that good like if they have a big fill like that's like cool you know that they've like you know plotted out if they miss like a beat they have to just fit it into the available space that's left so you know if they miss the first Eighth note, they have to fit it into the remaining beats just like as fast as possible instead of like abbreviating it you know yeah. to make yeah. it into the fill like, cause you learned it like sequentially
3: like they basically have a note yeah. quota and uh they're right <laughs>
2: uh that's i mean that's one of my favorite phenomenons um okay so here's another weird ass metal band we can i'll just bounce around to a couple of these there's a there were a lot of bands like this
3: oh yeah this is my shit <laughs>
2: They look like the kids from Stranger Things.
3: Got some power metal uh, guitar God. harmonies going on there. That kick sounds awful. It's just so flabby. It's amazing.
0: <laughs> yeah, the the skin might be physically hitting
3: the mic. I don't think the snare is I don't think the snare is on the snare either, if you know what I mean. Yeah, it sounds like a tom.
1: (laughs) This might be like acoustically my favorite one yet.
3: I- this is definitely my favorite thing yet. Where'd that guy The effort
0: bands (laughs) like this make to play live, it's very disheartening. Because you can't hear any of it. If you're playing with this shitty acoustics, you have to do like very basic like rock and roll.
4: Oh yeah. (laughs) uh, Oh god.
0: You can't be doing this, because like they're doing like dual guitar harmonies
1: and you can't hear anything.
0: All you can hear is the bass player is so
1: funny. Like, he walked over to his amp. He was doing the thing where he faces toward his amp like he's gonna, like, feed back, but he only did it for, like, three seconds. Then he just wandered out in front of the guitar player. He kind of, like, stepped over to the monitor. He's just, like, he can't figure out what to do.
4: This is amazing.
1: <laughs> the vocals are killing
2: it. It's very much Where so they a squeal. Very piggy. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> Someone should cover the Beatles song "Piggies" in that style.
2: Oh, okay. So uh, I'll. So the weird part. <laughs> of, okay, yes. there was. Definition there was of a Tuesday. S, okay, <laughs> this is okay. This this is like one of these circuitous uh, convoluted things So there was a local band called any given hour that was really bad. I'm gonna get to them later um, But this band was inspired by that really bad band like that's why they formed because that other band existed So that's you know, it's just uh, I guess the cycle of getting some
0: local bands are like cockroaches Even if all the guys leave you get two of those guys they'll Get the idea to get the band back together. Then they'll have all their merch printed and stuff, and then like it'll dissolve again, and they just keep getting to like a plateau of just playing local festivals or whatever.
1: In this world will never be the same. It's yeah, torturing me every day, and this isn't gonna change anything. Just lay down, forget It's
4: torturing me every
1: day. Get away from it. <laughs> The bass
2: player's
4: barefoot. <laughs> you can almost
3: hear instruments.
4: The yeah. song dr-
3: <laughs> the tempo dropped like 30 BPM. <laughs> it's amazing.
0: They made a weird decision to mic the drums.
3: The kid is just going off on the ride symbol, too. There's not a moment of this song that doesn't have ride symbol in it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> this is, like, maybe the most conventionally teenage bad band. I, like... I love it. Me too, man. This is, like, what teenagers do when they get together to, like, make their first song. Yeah. yeah, they're having fun.
3: And the vocals are so, like, just very weak and unsure of themselves. And yeah. And kind of incongruous with how hard everybody else with is that... rocking. Listen.
2: Listen to yeah. that, that drum fill. I'm actually impressed by that. That the drum drummer keeps doing. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how he yeah, does that. Think one. I think it's
1: mostly the snare, right? Yeah. He's mostly just whaling on the snare.
2: They got this hard rock thing. Cool breakdown. <laughs> trying just to jump something. around. <laughs> yeah. They were just emulating this other band. Like they they don't know how they should act. Except how that band acts.
1: <laughs> They're like a copy of a copy of a copy.
2: Yeah. Did anyone at this festival
0: do the thing where you spin your guitar around and it flies off? <laughs> That's
2: a, lot a of people great did thing ZZ Top fans. thing. A lot of people had the ZZ Top guitars, but not the flying.
1: Oh,
4: boy. You see,
2: just are stuck in my way. Don't need to hear. She can't let her laugh at Shama. Okay, so let me bounce to uh this, was like a rival band. This band hated us. Um, and they were, okay, so this one's even maybe more abrasive vocally than that one. Oh, wow. Um, which is very, very special. But anyway, so, so the story with this one is that this guy, like, hated our band, and when we needed a new lead singer, he was literally the first person to respond. (laughs) Like, he posted all these (laughs) things on MySpace about how much he hated us. Uh, you'll, you'll like him. He's a really, really cool guy. You'll, you'll like him. You can figure it out you can sense what he's like immediately. Great. Okay, here they are. Here they are. I see Paul has no problem. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, buddy.
3: Oh,
4: so let's, let's oh he looks like a Pokemon. Play <laughs> <laughs>
3: you're
0: so generous, you're so generous. The guy on guitar is so big.
3: It's so big.
0: I love when bands have a really big This song guy. is called I Haven't Stopped <laughs> Lying. I've only gotten better. so what year was this uh 2006 that makes sense yeah yeah a lot of real freaks in that era i was i wasn't really active <laughs> in the local band scene then a little bit but the, like late 2000s was when i was most active in that in high school
1: those song um, titles are like fallout boy panic at the disco titles basically yeah
0: Oh, you want to know a cursed thought I keep having?
2: What's that? Uh, i love hear
0: A Panic at the Disco song, and the title of it is just, uh... The first rule of Fight Club is don't talk about Fight Club. <laughs>
2: <laughs> just yeah, quoting that here.
1: <laughs> what was this one called? I haven't stopped lying, I've just gotten better at it or <laughs> something.
2: Yeah.
0: The song is called Every Time I Think I'm Out, They Pull Me Back In. <laughs>
2: He literally drowns out all the instruments they the only she'll, like the drums she'll be coming around
1: the mountain when she comes
2: You really don't need to crack crack mic the
4: drums
1: in an open pagoda <clears throat> Because that's the only thing you can hear Unless they thought they were going to actually like record it well and then mix it properly But they obviously didn't do that
0: that people would do stuff like that. They would just have uh, someone recording it on like a digital camera in mono, sounding like this, and then they would put it on Myspace's tracks.
1: Yeah, absolutely. This is our EP.
2: That's a way to
0: do it. <laughs>
1: sounds like Bob Dylan screaming. (laughs) (laughs) You know, if Bob Dylan was like 17 in 2006, if this is what he was doing.
2: (laughs) Oh, man.
4: Everything that you said was fake, liar! (laughs) Everything that you said was fake, liar! These
1: bands
0: all do this thing where when they scream, they put the mic closer to their mouth.
1: Yeah, rather than farther. Yeah, it's just the opposite of what you need to do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, it's so funny. That's so it's just always region. clipping. Oh, man.
2: Well, you got to get it closer to your vocal cords, right? Like, that's the point. Yeah, it's more you intense. You got to be sucking on it. Okay, so here is... this This clip in particular, this band is, like, so nice. That's why I've never, like... I, I would love to like post this as like epic band fails, you know, kind of thing, but like, they're so nice and like, they're still a band somehow. Um, but this is like maybe the worst performance I've ever seen of anything. <laughs> and there's there's like a lot of magical things that that take place here. But just keep in mind that this is like a punk song and they seem to have added like multiple beats to each bar. And you can watch the bassist like trying to count them, Um, and I I just don't know why they did it. It's very confusing to me. Here it is, here it is.
3: Oh, no. Oh
2: my god, that bass tone. Rich. The drummer is just
0: on fucking fire. Oh man, this is very evocative for me. Of bands who, like, at their root were very Blink 182 influenced. They had that sort of sensibility, but then they would also learn, like, um, some, like, bits and pieces from metal and stuff, and then try to, like, clumsily insert those into the, the framework. The drummer who was like not really good at keeping time but practiced that, uh, a (laughs) a couple very
1: fast things. Yeah, god, I can't get over that bass tone, it's the fartiest tone I've ever heard.
3: There's it might be a guitar. There's no guitar in this mix, it's insane. (laughs) Good call.
0: <laughs> so you don't
1: need to play that fast if you can't do it.
4: <laughs>
1: the singer is wearing like these big ass cargo shorts and a name tag on his shirt.
2: <laughs> Hello, I'm the singer. You see the drummer is he's literally riding between the hot the crash and the ride as much as possible. <laughs> You, if you watch, look at the basis. you can see him counting it.
4: Like it doesn't,
2: it's not a good addition. Like don't make the bar that long. It's Blink-182
1: Math Rock. <laughs> oh yeah, just... <laughs> I like doing things like that where you
0: put six beats where there should be four or whatever. Oh yeah, that's a it, great It It's I mean, it it like it, a right? roll, uh, sort of rolling effect. Yeah. yeah, it propels it forward, but they <laughs> really uh, <laughs> miss the mark. I love these guys, though. They're lovable. Yeah. yeah. jumped up on the kick drum and he immediately off. fucked up the bass line. <laughs> yeah. The second he got up there, he played the wrong <laughs> note. That's scary up there, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm really afraid of heights.
3: Oh, there's the guitar. It's bad. Yeah. What is going on with that stair sound, buddy? The Turn the stair on. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no.
1: Let's go. You were great at crashing cars! We're better at wrecking hearts. Straight up now tell me, do you really want to love me? None like of them are learn. old
0: enough to have a driver's license.
1: <laughs> 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 oh, now the <laughs> now singer had to jump on the kid. Oh,
0: now the, the bassist <laughs> went up there after him. <laughs> oh, he copied him. They're like cats <laughs> fighting over <laughs> a perch. <laughs> Like, he sees the other one go up there and immediately has to jump up. <laughs>
1: That's a great bit, <laughs> doing the same thing, like, three-plus times in a three-minute song.
0: <laughs> doing copying.
2: i yeah. real tired. Dude, you're copying me. He's tired. Uh, okay, so here's any given hour. This is the band that inspired definition of Tuesday. Okay, we can, I,
0: I don't know how many of these you want to watch, but this uh, is this is the last one I have time for. I again. love how much thought is put into these. Like I I realized very quickly when I was doing this stuff that oh this this means nothing. Like kids yeah. getting really into the arrangements of these songs and set lists and all this stuff and like it's just even if you're very lucky, it's going to make it to
1: the end of high school. Yeah, exactly. Also, like, you're concentrating on the wrong things if, if like, that's what you're thinking. You know, like, they need to just work on very basic things about playing and songwriting.
2: Like, he's yeah. got a drum tech there. His symbol is loose.
0: But it's fun.
2: It's fun to be a rock star. It's true. So they were also a Christian band. See the great
1: Scott in your heart. That
2: somebody got in the way.
1: When I always turn to you.
4: See the in your heart. When I always turn to you. last really last digging. These time I heard from so that
2: you. the backup vocalist, he likes to do screams. Best and best let's just say they're, they're a little bit louder than they <laughs> should be.
1: <laughs> I see how that other band was inspired by these guys though, because they both undersing in a really funny way Telecaster with a
0: capo on it so you can play an open C chord that's a hallmark of these bands yeah <laughs> you're just kind of displaying to everyone I'm not really sure what I'm doing
1: yeah, just keep moving the capo for every song <laughs> just play open chords
2: one more, time. one more time they're
0: all wearing sandals I guess it is a beat show
4: Go. More go. <laughs> One more time. One
2: more
1: <laughs> What kind of dance is the bassist doing right now?
2: Not sure. Yeah, the bassist has no it. idea how to carry himself.
1: <laughs> he just did a really big jump. One
4: more One more One more time.
1: Yeah. I guess to this song's credit, I can recognize what's the chorus, and like, oh, that's the hook. It's one of the only songs where that's true. One more time, one more <laughs> go.
0: The yeah. is doing like a crab walk. I know, he's going crazy, dude. <laughs> <laughs> He's going Little
1: Mermaid. <laughs> Tunnel, where I down to you the bass player looks like he's got a pee. He just keeps like walking back and forth and shit. Just do it on the beach. It's like a litter box. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Bands like this should do Gigi Allen stuff.
3: Agree. Oh,
2: you know what? <laughs> shit, shit. I forgot. I didn't get Forever Lies. Shit. I gotta get Forever Lies. Where? Oh, I put him on. Okay. So this is uh. Okay, this is amazing. Um, I can't believe I, I missed this one. Okay, so this this was a, uh, like a, an atheist family band. Um, so like the drummer, his name was Spider S P Y D R, I think, <laughs> and he has like this he has like this gigantic drum kit with a rack. You know, like I I don't know who brings those out to the beach, etc. But he, he did. Um, and they're like really polite, and they have this this very nice man on guitar. Um, and then the the drummer's like fifteen year old son is like the lead screamer, um, cool. Along with this other strange keyboard guy. So let's wow. Oh I can't. I, I'm I'm not even overselling this at all. I promise. Okay, where are they? Forever live.
4: Okay.
2: Oh, this is so This ready. is another family band. This was a Christian Give punk family band. This one they write like uh, they write like they're still active. They write, like, one-minute songs of Desiring Dead Flesh. Why was this the only area where people of this
0: generation were Christian in such numbers? Like, the overall numbers for how many
3: many young kids
0: are Christian, especially in a place like Michigan.
1: It's gotta just be rural. Like, outside of the Bible belt. Belt,
0: it's like... But all of them, of them started bands, I guess. I guess it's like that Velvet Underground thing. But with yeah, the not, Bible. That mi- not
1: that many people read the Bible,
2: <laughs> but everyone who did started a band. That's right. So I think the best part of this is the way the lead singer pulls away. He, like, when the song's over, he, like, looks at the camera and walks off in a really... Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Sheepishly walk up camera. Okay, so here's Forever Lies. Oh boy. Here we go. There
0: we go. Oh, they <laughs> we got a keyboard. Their ...productions, Jim and Kathy, and uh, Full Armored Productions, and also Brian with Ripped Heart for putting on the show. Give him a hand, everybody, come on. Oh, you know, you got to give him a hand we're for Forever our band.
1: Lies. Uh, we're a new band from Bay City. We're all original, and we're going to... We're all original. We're going to come out here and try to rock for you guys.
2: I love that concept of all original. <laughs> all original, all no all original.
1: And I like the modesty in saying, we're going to try to rock for you guys. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Attempting it's like 311
0: said you got to come original.
1: Yeah.
3: You see that fucking drum kit? Dude, that kick drum is just killing the mix. Oh man, you like Jesus overhead Christ. Racks.
1: It looks like a jungle gym. You could do like Olympic gymnastics on that drum kit.
2: They always make me uncomfortable, like, mounting the cymbals with the metal through it that way. Like, I don't know why, but...
0: Impractical. Oh, it's like coming from above? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's weird.
1: It's weird to be hitting something and it's mounted from above. It's already, like, miserable to carry a drum kit anywhere. Why would you make it, like, ten times harder for yourself? Every time they have to load up or
0: uh, load in, the drummer has a stomach ache.
1: Then there has to be one piece that he's really protective of like, don't touch my
0: cymbals, man. But, dude, I paid $75 for that. <laughs> In the drum room at Guitar Center. That's a great local band thing these guys are uh, just really blowing money just not really okay not practicing really but just
2: oh absolutely oh man here comes the big screams you ready <laughs> <laughs> is
4: that a seven-year-old
0: yeah he's like i don't know it's not good to make your kid do that right. when his vo- vocal cords are changing. Yeah. He yeah, has that like,
1: cool pendant thing he's wearing. Yeah, like a medallion or an amulet, let's
2: say. I just love, you know, he's like he's like an atheist band like and then he's like, it's alright that we fight.
3: <laughs> Some real goblin vocals happening here. Yeah. <laughs> actually sounds like
1: a Kill, don't, don't, don't. another time where, like, the kick drum sound is so fucking terrible, dude. That drummer is just such a prick. I know, man. You can just look at those overhead, like, bars that he has for the cymbals and know he sucks. He thinks he's so cool and he's playing in a band with a 15-year-old. <laughs>
2: How families work.
0: <laughs> See the guy, the guy screaming while he's checking out the bikini babe
1: walking up to the stage. You think there's any girls watching this? Like, wow, they're amazing. <laughs>
3: He does a pretty good guitar solo here. Yeah, guitar is definitely the strongest link in the band. I
2: mean, I remember I didn't really pay drum. attention.
3: Yeah, the kick drum is the, <laughs> the best kick
2: is band so wild. Look at Spider. He's just fucking nailing it. The drummer has
0: his tank top falling off his shoulder Yeah, a flash
2: dance. <laughs> you see, he's got that second hi-hat. Set of hi-hats over there.
4: I
1: also like that the 15-year-old kid's mic stand is like a foot taller than him, and then the mic is angled downwards so
2: he can reach it. (laughs) He has to keep moving it, too. It's getting taller, you know?
1: (laughs) He keeps growing during the shows, so he likes to put the mic too high so he can grow up to (laughs) it.
2: They don't stay that age for long, you know? It's a
0: hand-me-down from his
2: dad, who played <laughs> earlier with his own band. I just, I like how the, the singer is just, he's, he looks like he's, like, staring down at, like, a, a book or something. Like, he's just reading it, and he's just screaming, you know?
3: <laughs> it's, yeah, almost yeah. expressionless. <laughs>
1: Ooh, listen to that kick though.
2: Oh there and was a big really scream there. There was a big scream. Um let me I'll go back to that that guitar god. Everybody liked him. I think he deserves I think he deserves Oh
1: that we started with. His
2: Yeah. There's a this This is another Christian artist. <laughs> uh let's let's find guitar god. Where is he? Well here's another Christian artist. Like a straight up like a straight-up church work? artist. I
4: can't get you up of my
2: mind. <sighs> okay. Okay, that's it.
4: You think you have to live life the way you always have.
2: we gotta find guitar God. He's next. Okay. He was a nice, nice change of pace, you know.
3: Guitar acoustic guitar has like some kind of weird digital distortion on it. It's amazing. It's
0: the worst mixing all the time. There he is. Bill Phil. I
3: love this.
1: It's arguably the most competent performance in the whole thing.
3: Yeah, well, I think he brought the rain to be honest.
2: You look at there in the back. You see it's the guitarist from Forever Lies. He's checking him out. He's into it. Yeah. You
1: think he's transfixed? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's just standing completely motionless there. right behind him.
0: <laughs> the great thing about his guitar tone is that the digital distortion on the DVD doesn't affect it at all.
3: That's right. <laughs> it's just <our>,
0: a <laughs> pure square wave.
1: Oh man, now he's really letting them have it. See, his biggest advantage is just bringing the backing track to play to. I think every band should have done that.
2: Yeah. I mean for for promotional purposes it would have been a lot better literally everyone
1: I'm thinking about like especially the bands of like teenagers and shit another like miserable situation that arises is like they ask their parents for like their birthday to like let them record like three songs in a studio and then some poor engineer has to like somehow make this listenable for them (laughs) none of them can stay in time you know
2: I mean, this was a truly terrible area or er, era for uh, home recordings. I mean, it was just like, like one of the guys who ran sound had like a trailer that he would record people in, and I mean, it's it's insane. Like, obviously, recording technology has like come a long way since that time, but it's amazing the recordings that people would pay for. Oh yeah, you know, during that era,
3: even I, I mean, I remember being in high school like late 96 and recording uh recording like a 10 song demo with my punk band and recording it on eight track, like a dat tape and it just sounding like absolute dog shit. Like <laughs> not, not just cause we were bad, but also because the format is like totally unlistenable.
1: Yeah. just a perfect storm of, of factors.
3: Yeah. And we, we, I remember all of us saving up, To to have our big studio day (laughs) Which was one day in a pool shed with a mobile ADAT
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess the question is like what did what was happening subjectively like obviously these people weren't they were more of like engineers than they were mixers But I don't know like like how do you feel comfortable like releasing that or like a lot? I mean, I guess if it's just like you don't care like they come in they pay you and like get the fuck out of here We're done. I I don't know. I just I can't imagine like finishing that.
1: Yeah, like yeah. why even put the effort into splicing it together when it, you know it sucks? Yeah, you could just like burn Shrek onto the DVD. It's
0: Yeah, and yeah.
3: Sell that. It's weird that they it seems like they didn't do a board recording, right? Like this is just a camera mic.
2: Well, these were board recordings. Holy I mean, they had a board. <laughs> yeah. It's only the no, kick no, no, drum. It though. was Yeah. yeah well, I yeah, yeah, call. it was just <laughs> the, the kick drum was run into a you know, like a sixteen-channel mixer. Yeah, sixteen, sixteen kick mics. It's, it, I think Alex was Alex was onto something though with the Shrek thing. Of they should have been on MySpace
1: just harping on all the bands. Like you got to sell ten copies of Shrek on DVD. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean,
2: I, I think that would have worked better.
0: Why well, were there was... never um, MLM scams with events like this, where they made people sell? Uh, floral pattern leggings or whatever. Oh
2: there're essential I, oils. I feel I mean there should have been.
3: I feel like like uh Montreal had kind of a borderline MLM like the, the the local office of like a music MLM here called like Emergenza Festival. I don't think it exists anymore. Oh,
2: I remember that. Do you
3: remember that? Yeah, so like you would It would then they you would fucking they would email
2: bands, yeah, right? Yeah,
3: and you would pay them to you know participate and and then they they occasionally i think if you won they would fly you somewhere but you had to pay more money into it it was just oh, like man. an mlm for uh, for independent bands yeah and they had like a brick and mortar office like around the corner from my apartment here i never yeah i remember fu- that i think
1: that's the future of music now too you're just gonna do it through an app
3: yeah yeah
1: but uh hot dad thanks for being here
3: Yeah, thanks for for having me Yeah, man, thank you It's an honor to be here It was great to talk to you Check
0: out his stuff on all the platforms
2: Yeah, I'm on all the platforms You won't find anything salacious either if you search for it
0: It's not (laughs) that hot No It's pretty tame